From the Dallas On Air Studios in beautiful Dallas, Texas, this is Next Issue on DallasOnAir.com. And now, here's your hosts, Clay Harrison and Kyle Condes. Hey, now. Hello. Uh, welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. Uh, Next Issue Podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book podcast out of Dallas. Uh, I say comic book in quotes because we will drift around a lot. Oh, God, yes. Uh, we are part of the Dallas On Air Live family. Well, of course. And- it's 931 and we're already off the rails. <laughs> and uh, we are also co-hosts on Just a Sec. So if you are listening to that and want more comic knowledge, stay tuned. Uh, this is my co-host, Kyle. What's up, guys? My name's Kyle Condis. I am your other comic nerd extravaganza nerd know-it-all here in Dallas, Texas. I uh, uh, hope you guys are going to enjoy this. Um, I don't know. Clay, what else you got for the intro? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, ha- we have a guest host with us uh, from the Just a Sec podcast. This is The Authority. Adrian, how are you doing? One more, time. Oh, one more time? I said I'm just here for the coffee and donuts. Oh, okay. So, since this is our first show, we kind of wanted to touch base on kind of like our background, uh, what we're reading, what we've read, what we like, and then that way we can kind of get into uh, Adrian's history and uh, what his his comic knowledge. He was already giving us a little bit of history a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> TMI history. TMI history. I wouldn't call it history. It's more uh, of a fact. Um, <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> So with any guests that we have on the show, we're gonna have we're gonna have a list of questions to kind of get their background, so you know their knowledge when they're recommending reads and uh, favorite artists, writer teams, and anything else that they promote. So, Adrian, how you doing? I'm all right. How you doing? I'm very tired. This is really uh, early for me. This is very early. I am. I just have coffee in me. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> that is all I have as well. Um, so what? What are you reading right now? What's in your pull list? Um, right now, I've got, well, I just got finished reading the Teen Titans, the game. Yep. Um, and pretty much I've been a little bit too busy with summer, but um, uh, I haven't been reading too much. Uh, I usually read mainly Marvel stuff. I'm trying to... Can I hold it up for me one more time? Yes, yeah. one more time. I'm trying to... Um, to be honest with you, I, I stopped reading comics for a long time. Yeah. And then um, read them all as a kid and through my most of my 20s. And then when the whole speculation era started, and yeah. I kind of bailed out on it. But now I'm more getting in. So I'm going back and reading more backstories and, and older trades and stuff like that. Um, recently read uh, All-Star Superman, Black Knight. Um, I'm trying to brush up more on my DC knowledge because... I really didn't read DC when I was growing up. Okay, I was, so, I was more of a Marvel fan. So, for someone who comes back into comics, mm-hmm. do you go and read all the event books? Basically, that's what I've been trying to do, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, um, getting all the event books on, on trade paperback and um, you know just getting them in a collection. You've been loaning me some stuff and um, just trying to catch up. Yeah, and, uh, I'm just always curious at how much event books uh, affect readership because I'm not a big fan of them. And like it, currently, we have uh, Secret Empire from Marvel right. happening, uh, and I just try to avoid those. Uh, they they usually result in a few things. They usually well, will kill off a character, right. which means they're gone for a year. I or think two. it depends on how they do the event books because, like Blackest Night, 
the Blackest Night book, you don't have to read all this, the simultaneous issues that tie it into it. You can read this, the Blackest Night and get the full story. The eight issues. Where, yeah, whereas sure. if you read certain other books, it's like, well, no, you're only going to get little bits and parts. You have to read all the, you know, the, like all the Spider-Man or all the Superman, all these things that tie in to get the full story. And that's what I'm saying. Blackest Night is contained. They have, they have a spinoff size to like Green Lantern well, and Flash. Kinda, and it's kind of like I read Flashpoint. And one of yeah. the biggest stories in Flashpoint was actually in the side issue where um, the Joker is Martha Wayne. And that's yeah. not in the main. Yeah. That's not in the main eight ten issues no. of, of black of uh, Flashpoint. But they do that's put that in the movie. They yeah, they, movie. They, yeah, they, they did put yeah, it. In yeah. the, they, they give it at the moment, and you go, "Wait a minute, I kind of want to see that." Movie. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you know, if you go back to uh, DC, I read. Um, I, I didn't read most of uh, Final Crisis. Uh, I basically uh, uh, only two books I read were uh, it was two spinoffs. One was uh, Superman: The Legion of Superheroes, Legion of the Three Worlds. And then uh, went the Flash. It was basically the Rogue story. It was just four issues of the Rogues basically having to try to stop inertia because they forced them to kill Bart. Yeah. And so I was like, these are the two stories. I haven't read anything else out from that. And, and, and Final Crisis is a book I've owned and never read. I, I, I just I pick it up and I go, oh, I don't know if I just want to <laughs> dig this deep. Right. It, it got, when you bring the fact that like Dark Side. Okay, slight spoilers, and even not that you might know who the character is, but like when you find out that Dan Turpin is, it basically has Dark Side in his body, he becomes a new Dark Side, and all this stuff, and Apocalypse on Earth, it just got too convoluted for me. Yeah, and, and DC has so much history; it's very intimidating oh, no. and to, I love to dig to, to dig into that. Well, I, t- technically, right now, I think DC is at a better spot than Marvel. Yeah, the, they're comic book, comic book wise. They they are outselling them. Uh, they are doing a better job. Marvel has a ton of movies, but that doesn't mean yeah. that people are running out and buying the comics. And 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 if they were, I mean, if you were a big Captain America fan, you went to go buy Captain America, you'd I, be kind of like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Well, I've been reading the whole new Hydra story with Capus, you know, the leader of Hydra. I'm just kind of like, I they're, they're taking too. That's my big quarrel with Marvel on occasion. They take too long to finish off of a story. Like yeah. something that should have been done in five months, they wait ten months because they have to wait two months to release the next issue. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that was a problem with Secret Wars. That 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 drug out a lot longer. They they are responsible for event books in yeah. my mind. I no, mean, they are. Uh, right. And so that's been their bread and butter for a long time. So they'll go out. Do an event book and then have it delayed, miss stuff. Then you'll have like critical issues come out before an issue that was a big reveal. And so it just kind of bogs it down. Now, what do you guys say when Marvel says this is their last event? Don't believe them. (laughs) (laughs) How many many years before you see another event? Years. How how many months? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. It's it's like, I mean, I hate to say it, but in this day and age, whether it's DC or Marvel, it's like, oh, this person's dead. How long until they come back? I mean, okay. Granted, they kept Wolverine dead, but now we have Old Man Logan. So it's like well, he's back. I mean, in some form or fashion. So yeah. you, I mean, you, when you can't keep Aunt May dead, you've kind of lost your power to do anything right. right. I, no, I would say Uncle Ben. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. He's the only. Oh no. He's, well, technically, uh, Marvel, Captain Marvel. I mean, they brought yeah, him back, but it was never the original. It's always yeah, been, right. So. Well, isn't this the studio that made Aunt May hot? I'm sorry, you just... Uh, well, I'm not complaining about that. Yeah, it's Marissa Tomei. I'm not going to say anything about it. Marissa Tomei, hey now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, um, Adrian, go ahead and... Uh, what is your favorite artist-writer team uh, in comics? Oh. And, and while you're thinking about that, do you have a dream team? Is there, is there an artist and a writer you'd put together on a book that you would just pre-order without with only those credits you too kyle i may have to think i don't know about a team i know certain writers i'll 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 read um 
uh, Alan Moore. I'll read anything of his. You know, okay. that's more old school. Uh, recently, um, the stuff that uh, Aaron's is doing on on Thor. Okay, yeah, the Jason Thor Aaron. Book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Thor the Unworthy. Yeah, like that run. Um, I recently read uh, Ed Brubaker's run on uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good run. Um, is that all Steve Epting art? Uh, I'm trying what? to. Really or is that, is that, so, that was him on him on Cap? Uh, as far as artists go, I like Jim Lee. There's a lot of new guys coming out that. But you know, we, oh, no, he's the artist though. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of new guys out that I really haven't sunk my teeth into. Like you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, check this guy out every time he pu- publishes. But I'm more into the writing. Um, yeah. The art's usually solid. You know, um, we've gotten to a point where there are... Because the world is so global now, there's tons of artists out there. Yeah. So there's tons of really good artwork. Um, so I'm more into the writing and the story right now. So I'm not... I've been, so, like, uh, Aaron has run on... Like, I, I, I dig what he's doing on Thor, on all the books he's doing on Thor. Yeah. I can't wait to get that into a collected edition, actually. And then um, I might throw this out. I think Jeff Johns might be a little overrated. Whoa. Hey, now. He still had well, one of the best runs on Flash. He, he, he has yeah. some really great runs. You know what? I take that back. I don't think he's overrated. I think at this point right now, in this moment in time, he stretched himself too thin. Okay. I mean, I mean, think about it. He, I could say that he's right. How many books is he, he? Is he writing? He's also like the. Well, no, no, he's overseeing all of DC TV. Of, yeah, 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 creative. Yeah. He's overseeing DC TV. Who he, is this now? Uh, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. Um, they tried to move him into uh, a Kevin Feige role with DCU, but Feige's not writing half yeah, the books yeah, of Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, like I said, I think, like, I'm almost to the point where anytime I hear his name, I'm kind of like, what are we really going to get? Mm-hmm. You know, because as creative as certain people are, like Stephen King, you know, we look at his work, but I mean, that's stretched out over 30, 40 years, right? Yeah. So there's only so much creativity you can you can come up with at one point in yeah. one particular moment. And, and he's in a weird role being yeah. an executive at DC yeah. and a creative. Yeah, exactly. So he kind of has to hold himself to those yeah. uh, time frames that he has worked to. Exactly. So, I mean, I think he's a little stretched. Well, Lee's done the same thing. I mean, I don't think he's ever been as big as like with the uh, other media, but I think he's been an executive and still been a creative at one point also. Yeah, but I... I guess when I, I look at a guy who's drawing a book, yeah. he, he's got one book. That's it. Uh, Jim, he may take on a couple of covers, yeah. a couple of variant covers, but then he's got all his executive duties. So if he's doing one book, that's one thing. But like, how many how many is Jeff Johns doing? Right. Plus yeah. plus overseeing movies. Well, he's he's not only doing the the books, but he's also I think he's head of creative as far as overall DC comics, like all the storylines. Yeah, especially all the big ones like Rebirth and. Yeah. And uh, he was in charge of New Fifty Two, and so, and then now he takes on the role of, you know, uh, the DC TV shows, which he already had the role of, or he had a role at at the movies at Warner Brothers movies, but now yeah. he's elevated to another new role at Warner. I mean. There's only so much time in a day. So, because DC's TV is um, much, much better. Right. Okay, so what do you think he's best at? What do, you, what do you pull him off of to put him to make DC a better company? Maybe take- we, don't, we, don't, we don't know yet because we, we really haven't 
all the news coming out of Warner Brother movies, yeah. like all the changes, we don't know how much he's involved in all that. Um, we still don't have a finished product to see is he even good at it. I guess maybe we'll wait till see what Justice League comes and brings to the table because I mean that's I mean really he started over. I mean I started. They gave him control and that's when Justice League was kind of starting. So let's see what that does because I mean, everyone's kind of. Is it going to be a schlock like Batman v Superman, or is it going to be possibly the first? And I don't even think that's a fair um, that's a fair gauge considering all the stuff with the directors and, and writers yeah. and stuff that went on behind. They, the scenes. I mean, you've got you've got a director that leaves pretty much during right. post. Uh, you got Joss picking it up, and well, then he's had some high drama of late. Right. And, well, then, I mean, and I mean, the, the the whole thing starts out is we're setting this tone in DCEU. All right, we're going to set this tone. And then Batman vs Superman happens. Everything changes. As a matter of fact, when Batman vs Superman happens, I think the next week Justice League started. Uh, yeah, uh, Justice League started filming. They went into yeah. production. So I mean, they had to change like on the fly, and then all the stuff that happens with um, Wonder Woman. What Wonder Woman and Wonder so, Woman has shifted to be to yeah. create a more positive DC universe, which yeah. I don't think is a problem. I no, just I, think what they should have started with. I mean, they yeah. went too dark for the universe was, I think, the wrong direction, period. Yeah, but I think that was a Zack Snyder thing. Yeah. And I'm not a big Zack Snyder fan, so... Yeah. I mean, I've never... I mean, What, you don't like Sucker Punch? <laughs> I love Sucker Punch. I'll defend like, Sucker Punch. Sucker like Punch had good visuals. Outside of that, the yeah. story... Blue. Uh, no, yeah. no, Sorry. no. I'm not a big fan of the movie. Uh, Visuals I loved, but other than that, I could. I don't own the movie. Don't need to own the movie. I I love that movie. Um, I call it Brazil for women. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you love the happy ending of Brazil, <laughs> you will love Sucker Punch. Um, so check that out. That's that, that, that's my review. You feel free to put it on the DVD. Sorry. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Kyle, you got any questions? <laughs> Let's pick at Adrian's brain. What see. was the original, like, do you remember the very first comic that ever really kind of drew you into reading comics? I mean, like, what was that first issue? Do you remember the story issue? Or, I mean, what was it that, that one comic that kind of got you into reading comics overall? I would say uh, an old Fantastic Four run. Like, okay. one, one of the originals. I, I, A Lee uh, and Kirby issue? Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, way back. Okay. You know, very sci-fi, very monsters. And, well... When the Fantastic Four first started out, no, it was more it was, it was more of a sci-fi. No, you were you, you were right on book. the dot of what the comic book yeah, used to be. It was yeah. all about the sci-fi. And what I wish they would have made made the movies like they keep going back to this family oriented thing. Well, no, no, I have no which, problem which, 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 which isn't bad, but the yeah. orange is the, the what I was hoping for this latest Fantastic Four was they were talking about how it was going back to a more of a a horror vibe and and and, and sci-fi vibe and it, we didn't get that. And um but what really it's, it's really bad when all the other films almost make the Roger Corman film look good. I yes. it's still one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I still love it. And if you watched it, uh, it's on Netflix or no, no, it's on uh, oh. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Doomed. Uh, no, you the, thank you. I was just going to say that. Right. Yeah, Doomed it's is awesome. It is about the <laughs> the making of the Fantastic Four film with the people who made it, and it is a pretty great documentary. Really? I really recommend it. Which yeah. one, the Roger Corman Fantastic Four? Or no, no, it's no, a documentary about the making of the Roger Corman film. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's 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 called Doomed. Uh, mm-hmm. You can check it out on Amazon yeah. Prime. Actually, it's it's uh, not it's Amazon Prime. It's also on Hulu. Oh, it is. That's oh, where okay. I've been watching right. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so, Adrian, going back, uh, was there a particular villain or arc that really caught your eye? I just like the setup of the original Doctor Doom. I mean, oh. Doctor Doom was cool. Yeah. I mean, he, he had 
he didn't have all this electricity and bullshit, but you know it, <laughs> that he does now. But yeah. but I mean, he was just a um, he had simple motivations. Yeah, and thinking back on it now, he's one of the original. We we talk about in storytelling how what makes a good villain is a villain doesn't realize he's a bad guy. Yeah, you know that. And I think Doctor Doom was one of those original guys. Well, he thought he was doing good. Well, yeah. Magneto. I yeah. think that's what made well, Mag- Magneto. Well, that, yeah. that leads into the second book that really drew me in was uh, X Men. Uh, just, I remember just being obsessed with X Men. But then again, I think we all were looking yeah. back. They, <laughs> they, they shoved it down our throats. And the funny thing about it is, is how the original X Men team or the original X Men book almost got canceled before I even got into comic books. Oh no, yeah, yeah. yeah. it almost, yeah, yeah it, almost it, died. it died. Yeah, and then they brought it back, and then and then you had Claremont and no, it was, yeah, uh, Claremont and Byrne. No, 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 before Byrne, it was a uh, Claremont, uh, uh, Dave Cockrum. That's right, Dave Cockrum. That really right. kind of saved it for us. And then Byrne came on. It really kind of started. Yeah, it yeah, it kind of defined what X Men was, and mm-hmm. and I'm kind of disappointed where X Men is at now. Right, but yeah. uh, we can get into that in a little bit. Right. Uh, what about you, Kyle? Uh, we we should all be answering these as <laughs> as, right. as the the listener knows nothing of what we like. Um, I'm kind of all over the place. I mean, I'm growing up. I've been both a Marvel and DC fan. I, sometimes reading both at the same time. Sometimes leaning more one than the other. I've had phases where I've done nothing but in, independent stuff. Where I got t- burnt out on you know some of the other stuff. Um, it's not just comic books. I've been collecting since I was probably ten. I'm also a huge you know. Uh, uh, Toy collector, uh, cartoon, you know, uh, nut. Um, I've worked for two of the different comic chains here in Dallas, so it's like I mean, I have access to that stuff. I worked in an anime store. I'm an anime fan, so the whole geek culture is just something I almost probably live more religiously than I should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, if you're talking about stuff that I'm reading uh, currently, I would say trade paperback stuff that I've been reading is I've always been a Green Lantern fan. And we can get into which one has always been my favorite later. But uh, I've been reading a lot of the um, uh, more recent stuff, like Blackest Night, and then a lot of the, how they like all the new Lantern Corps started up, the Red Lanterns, the Orange Lanterns, and all that stuff. Some of the new stuff, new uh, the new Guardians, which dealt with the formation of the new White Lantern. Um, also read uh, Teen Titans uh, Earth One, which is sort of a DC's kind of take. If you had the superheroes kind of appear in real life, was, was there was Batman and Superman Earth One, now Teen Titans Earth One. Yeah, their their Earth One books are great jumping on points. Yeah. If right. you really want to read a, like a, a current uh, updated origin story, yeah, they're really worth reading. Um, and currently, and and Marvel, uh, the only one that's real. I mean, there's been a couple of X books that have been kind of jumping out at me. I've been keeping up with. Uh, some of the other books for me have got stagnant because the whole Hydra story, nothing seems to be you know, yeah. advancing. But uh, one we're going to get into is Defenders. Yes. It's, been, it's been my go-to. And then DC, um, the Flash books, the Titan books, and then Green Lantern books, the what I've been, ones I've been religiously reading. And I think Titans, both Teen Titans and Titans in general, have just been really strong. And the Lantern books, you have both Green Lanterns, and then you have Hal Jordan and the uh, Green Lantern Corps, which I think are both strong too. Now we saw some casting this week for Starfire. I missed that one. Uh, yes. Oh, no, uh, I did see it. I did see it. I, um, I forget her name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, young actor, actress. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited because it's the first time we're going to see a live-action version. Uh, so, good luck. Are you excited for the long, uh, live-action version of Teen Titans? Anna uh, Diop. What? Anna Diop. Oh, okay. That's the... Anna Diop. Do, do you have any of her previous work or uh, she she so fresh that we're just seeing... No, she had been like... But it was like... I, and, and this isn't a knock on... The fandom, but I think she's been more in a lot of like teen shows and stuff like that. CW type yeah, stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay, which is the vibe they're going for anyway, right? Yeah, I think 
it's it's so strange to see a oh, lot no, she, of. She's from Twenty Four Legacy. Okay. Oh, re- anyone watch that? Anyone? No. Anyone? No. Yeah. I, didn't, I gave up on Twenty Four back in its first season. Twenty Four is a great show for the first two seasons, and then you just want to watch Jack Bauer say, "Damn it!" Right. <laughs> That's it. Damn it! We're running out of time. Yes. <laughs> um. My books, I'm, I'm a huge Marvel guy. I uh, I think probably my favorite book I'm reading right now is Daredevil. Um, I read, that is good. I read that in trades. Um, you know, when I was, uh, I followed the author online, and he was talking about how he really is collecting this first 25 as like a novel. Really? Uh, talking about current run? Current oh, run, yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as he hits issue 25, he says, it's not starting over. He goes, but that's kind of the, the, no, I read it. the it, aim it, of what I want in this, uh, in this book. Art. I want a complete story. I want it... I want it uh, collected. You read all twenty five. You should it's, get a great story. And it, it's fun where they. Uh, it's not. I'm not going to spoil away, but it's where they, what they do to start up the next story arc is going to be kind of refreshing. Yeah, uh, Daredevil gets a sidekick uh, and a disturbing new villain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see any of the covers, if if they're kind of exciting to you as far as the art, it's worth picking up. It's a really great oh, run. Uh, may I interrupt for just one second? Oh yeah, um, yes, you may. That's all the show's well, going to be. Well. Going back to me catching up um, and never being a big DC person, one of the things that I've, uh, with Jeff Johns has bothered me is I'm reading the event books or like, you know, like maybe like a four or five issue or like a, like a volume, whatever, you know, and it's like the Trinity Wars or um, Mm -hmm. Justice League, uh, Throne of Atlantis or whatever. Okay. Uh, What I hate about it is that they never wrap up that storyline like you get to the last page and it's not done and it kicks off this this whole other story the trinity wars went right into uh all evil was the crime scene coming to uh our earth forever evil uh, yeah forever evil it was like boom boom it's like you didn't even give like a breather it was just one led right into the other and it was just i I just i i stopped with the justice league i mean i love the justice league growing up grew up watching it but then when they did the new 52, I just kind of fell off with a... Same here. Rebirth yeah. is kind of... Because they're bringing back a lot of the original stuff into the current lineage. That's why I can, I can get with it. You know, with Titans, you have Wally West, the original Wally West back. And you have two different Wally West on two different Titan teams. And it's like, okay, this is kind of interesting. I want, I want to see where this goes. So it's... Yeah, because I bought, I bought um, well, Rise of the Third Army. And... I was really into that oh, book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that Army. was good. That's good. I bought that arc, and then I get to the last page, and I'm like, "Well, they really didn't wrap up anything. It's just <laughs> this new bullshit." And then, so I bought um, uh, the New Fifty Two. The first volume for uh, Justice League was War. I think it was. Oh, I mean the Dark Side War? No, no, no. It oh. wasn't Dark Side War. It's, I think it was just called War, and it happened again. And I'm like. And so then I, I was like, okay, so I'll get the next arc. So I think <laughs> uh-uh. the next arc was uh, Throne of Atlantis. Oh, I know, I, I know what you're talking about. Okay. And, the, and then that didn't wrap up. I'm like, <laughs> it jumps in. I almost got, I, I got so frustrated with Jeff Johns because I mean he because he was in charge of that, and I was like. That, that was and one of the main things. So, that I'm kind of so, so basically, it suffers from Stephen King itis. He doesn't know how to end the friggin' book. That or are they mar- are they marketing to where they they're trying to f- make you buy the next trade paperback? Exactly, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so one other thing, like, what local shop is your comic book shop? Like, what is your go to? Because there's a lot in Dallas, a lot that have been here for a really long time. Right. I've been going to. Um just something local. I live in Garland, so over by Firewheel, so I've been going to Keith's Comics okay. over there. Okay, yeah. Um, I try to get over there. I, I, because I'm a tech guy, 
and things were easier for me um, just on a computer or my iPad, I've really gotten into the app. Yeah. Um, the the whole guided view, yeah. I love that. I like so, so physical but, copies or singles? Do, well, you, do well, you buy the digital or do you buy the physical yeah, well, to have? Well, the a, I'll buy the physical if they'll give me a free digital copy. Okay. So well, when Marvel stopped could, doing that, you quit buying Marvel? Yeah, I quit. Whoa. Well, well, I mean, I want to help support my local comic book shop. Same. I, I do. Same. But like I said, at because you look at it as um, you don't want to look at comic books as a, as a investment, right? Right. You, 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 we just, we enjoy the stories. That's why we buy the books. Well, when you but at it, the same time, there's still that investment. When so, you buy the trade paperbacks, are these all on digital that you're buying them? No, or? no. Oh, well, oh. if I buy the if I buy the what I've been doing is going to half price books and okay, the, okay, and getting the the That's trade paperbacks okay. there um, a little bit cheaper. Um, uh, but I would go to Keys because I want to support a little exactly. comic book shop. Yeah. So. Um, I think that I, that's one of my favorite things as a kid was um, even though we lived in the hood, we had two things that were right around the corner. We had a big comic book shop, and we had Bill's Records and Tapes right around the corner. Bill's. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm still, I still have that nostalgia of going in and putting my hands on stuff and flipping through yeah. you know, CDs and records and, and comic books and getting them physical. So I have that nostalgia, and I want to keep that. But at the same time, Four or four three ninety nine four ninety nine a, 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 a copy a, a, for twenty page cop for twenty page copy. I'd rather have it on digital. Remember yeah, the, you the know, first comic I ever bought officially myself was Amazing Spider Man number two eighty seven. It was Spider Man versus Daredevil, but it was part three of the Gang War. Okay, and this was the Dallas Fort Worth Airport, and it was seventy five cents. Right. Oh man, seventy five freaking cents compared to like four or five dollars now for every single issue that we have. Every to pay. single issue. Yeah. And, I, then, and then what DC is doing biweekly. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, now, so it's like so ten you, bucks a month for just one one book. One book. But you're getting twice as much story. Yeah. In ours. This is true. Like, so they're, they're doing better on the story. Well, okay. Granted, after making not finishing up, they're still doing right. better of telling a story. I think than Marvel is right now. Not true. Yeah. I I picked up my books last week. My my stores are uh, awesome. Uh, or not awesome. Uh, <laughs> Awesome Comics is one of the best stores in Dallas, but uh, Urban Legends uh, over in Mesquite. I live in Mesquite, and Urban Legends is uh, an old uh, Lone Star Comics that had been okay. here for years, uh, bought out, and I love that store. They pull my books, and they know I love Scotty Young cover, so they always will pull right. me a Scotty Young cover. Uh, I also love Zeus. Zeus okay. is one of my favorite uh, stores. I'll always hit. I always try to support them. I, I right. read digitally, right. but I will go in and buy some of the books that I buy physical copies right. of. Uh, like, I only read Walking Dead in the uh, the oversized omnibus. Right. So, you know. Well, and, and so right now I'm going through like a bit of a financial spell. But once I get back on my feet, my plan is... I want to, because um, after the divorce, it was just a mess, but I would like to have like a I could shelf. I could do a whole yeah, show like, on how yeah. nasty divorce is. Yeah. So, oh, I can join you with <laughs> that you one. hear the sad Sarah McLaughlin I would like, I'd like to have I'll like a bookshelf. I'll be stepping out this one. <laughs> we'll get real torches and pitchforks and Fortune. be angry. I would like to have like a bookshelf of omnibuses and absolute editions for my daughter to read. Oh when she wow! Gets, to get old. And so yeah, that I, think that's, I think that's day, where I would go fund Adrian's <laughs> comic habits. Kickstarter starting this afternoon. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a more of a GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> GoFundMe or go, Patreon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll send you pictures. Now we'll do that week. for the Twitch marathon. We'll just have you reading comics. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so, so Kyle, same thing. How are how are you reading? Are you reading digitally? Who? Um, what's your local shop? Uh, it's it physical format. Nothing against the digital, but I just I can't read something. I've tried on the. I can't do the touch screen. I mean, I, I can read other stuff like news articles and stuff like that. But when it comes to the actual comic, I have to have something physical in my hand. I like I, it's like fair enough. It's like reading an actual book. I like that kind of physical format. Wait, wait till your eyes start to go, and you yeah. and you yeah, need just that. Wait, digital. Just wait. Just wait. But, but, <laughs> I, but it's like a drug. I can't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean. Um, Basically, uh, yeah, I still collect. You no, know, um, I still have a few stuff I get on occasion. Not, I'm not able to get the, not able to get the comics as weekly as I'd like to. But um, yeah, when it comes to shops, Keith's because I've worked for Keith before, and I still yeah. have a friend who, good friend who's the manager of the Carrollton location where I used to work. And then Zeus. I mean, I used to go to when I was working more downtown. Zeus, Zeus used to be my favorite shop to go to. So I mean, it's just I'm on the other side of Dallas. So I can't always make it down there. But, yeah. Um, it's a, it's a travel yeah, thing, but I right. but I mean I'll be sure to bounce. if I'm around in a certain part of either Plano or Louisville or Denton. I'll try to stop in one of the local stores, you know, and I, I like to try to give them, you know, support all of them. It's about you know, try, I, I don't want to see the comic shops go away. I mean, I understand right. it, it's, yeah. it's a business yeah. and, and, and it's sort of it is a competition, but I want to support them all equally as I can. So yeah, I uh, I buy most uh, physical copies to keep for X Men. Um, no. Everything else I buy, I redeem the digital, and I give away the other copies. I'm going to give them away at Halloween because mm-hmm. uh, I give away comics to kids instead of candy. Right. Right. Well, here's the one uh, between trade That's paperback idea. and singles. I'm, I mean, I'm, my library of trade paperbacks are getting bigger, but I'm buying the ones that I really want to own and keep, and those are the ones I want to read. But do you think you know? In your, because I still have a whole collection of single issues growing up and buying. Are you think? Do you think there'll be? A time when you want to get rid of majority of your single issues, but will there be like a run of singles you're going to keep no matter what? X Men. Okay. I, I, I've almost completed a, a full run of Uncanny X Men. Really? Uh, and it, you know, of course, it's all the under ninety four that I need. I have probably half a dozen issues in there, but still, getting that first twelve—that's right. going to be the challenge. Right. Um, I think with most people, it all depends on space. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, and uh, that's why I say like, yeah. and not keeping like, but it's like I can tell you right now, like, um, I have all the singles for the uh, James Robinson uh, Starman. Ooh, I, I will be keeping yeah. all of those no matter what. Right, that's uh, true. I have the Ron Mars, uh, and again, Green Lantern. I have the Kyle, when Kyle Rayner first started up. I have the whole run of those. I'll be keeping all of those. Yeah. And after that, other than that, um, maybe some. You know, there might be a few others here and there, but like those are the ones that like no matter what. If I have to, if I have to downsize everything out of the house, those would be like the certain runs that I will be keeping. Like, right. I think I have a lot of the trade paperbacks for uh, Usagi Ojimbo from Stan Sakai, which is oh, one of my yeah. favorites, yeah. and I'll probably try to keep those. But other than that, it's just, there are certain ones I, I will not let go unless it comes down to me either being kicked out of the apartment, and that's where I think it really comes down to. Right. So, okay, so then I had one one question on here that, uh, what comic do you own that means the most to you? Not value, but one that you're going to hold on to just because of something personal. Ooh. Hmm. Well, since I don't have many single issue comic books, yeah. I think uh, my uh, trade paperback of Born Again. Ooh, uh, Daredevil. Yeah, I I just adore that book. Yeah, you know, like I said, I've grown up an X Men fan, and I think one of the main reasons why I love Born Again is the the grounded reality of it that reminds me a lot of the whole why I loved X Men. Yeah, and then you know, just see this man just and lose everything and have to kind of start over and um and he's not a billionaire where he can't just snap his finger and everything comes back to him he's not you know super powered where he can just fly away and start over somewhere this guy's based in his neighborhood you know he loses everything in that neighborhood 
and refuses to leave and start over. And then, of course, you know, it's it's that Frank Miller, um, Mazzucchelli artwork is just just awesome. I think yeah. I'll always keep that book. Yeah, when I when I finish Defenders, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into some Defenders talk here in a second, and and we get to the end and we see where the story's going. Uh, I, I got excited, started looking for pages, and every time I get to a page, I go, oh, I should tweet this page, because this is, this is a great page, but right. all of them are great. No, so. they are. Uh, I, Kyle? I don't know if I can answer that right now. I have to think about that. It's, I mean, I'm not trying... Is Blue Blood's comic book? <laughs> you know, screw it. I, just, I, I would probably just say, if I had to choose one, the first Starman trade paperback. Just because I think, oh, that, wow. yeah, okay. just the first one. Because that first six issue, like you could stop after the first six issues and just kind of leave it. I mean, it's not, it's not, doesn't finish up the story, but it doesn't lead into something else. It's like you have that last issue where Jack's talking to his brother and yeah. like sort of the neither space, and it's just one of those things that like start from start to where he doesn't have the staff and just talking about his life and loving old things till the that last. I always come back to that conversation he's had with his brother, and his, his brother's like. You're the first guy who you know decided to learn jujitsu. You're the guy who decided to go get that tattoo of the rooster. You're the one who decided to find that magazine of that catalog in Japanese of Levi jeans. I learned just enough. You know, it was just that whole thing that made me realize these are, these are the small quirks I kind of grew up doing. It's like I don't care what people think. I'm going to do it just to do it. And that, you know, that always held a, a strong place in my heart. So. Right. Uh, I love seeing Kyle talk about Starman because he gets so excited. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite books, so I get excited. So I would plan on looking forward to a whole episode where we oh, yeah. just talk about the Starman run. Uh-huh. Uh, because that Please don't is, stand up, guys. <laughs> that is one of our that is that is one of our favorite all time books. Yeah. Uh, and for a guy who is a de- dedicated Marvel guy, that means a lot coming from me because I absolutely love James Robinson on that book. Uh, I think I think this will be interesting. Like I'm not going to tell him right now, but like if you, like you were talking about uh, tag teams or or, or um, the, the the art team or uh, creative teams. Yeah, but if you uh, for mine, I think a question would be for a future show. If you could pick two heroes that have probably never teamed together, whether or not it's in the same universe or two separate universes, what would that duo be? But I want to hmm. hold that off for another episode. Because okay, I, I yeah, have one. I'll All right, think about that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Mine, I probably Days of Future Past, uh, X Men one forty one and one forty two. For another good one. For those of you that don't know me, I have a full tattoo of the cover of X Men one forty one on my leg. Uh, it's one of my favorite all time comics. Uh, when I discovered Burn and Claremont, uh, I just devoured everything. That was probably the best thing for me to get into comics was to, to read the. Uh, Dark Phoenix Saga, right. Days of Future Past, uh, just all the different things they did on on their run that just made that book so awesome. Right. Um, but yeah, I, would, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's worth something, but it's still a personal book I'd probably keep. Right. So uh, now you kind of know some of our history. We're going to get into some Defenders talk. Uh, all of us binged watch that this past yeah. week. Um, we're going to try to transition between the comics and the show, so you kind of have some knowledge about uh, where it started, where it, uh, <laughs> how it ended up on Netflix and this team that's in it now. And spoilers, we're going to talk about the ending. So tune out yeah. uh, if, <laughs> if, if you uh, don't want the show ruined for you. You know, th- this is going to be something that I think would be the same as Guardians. Most people like, you know, are going into Defenders thinking, oh, it's the four of them. You know, Luke Cage, Danny Rand, uh, Jessica Jones, and then Daredevil. And not realizing there was a whole Defenders team before this ever started. And yeah. the same with Guardians. Guardians wasn't Groot, you know, a Drax a Destroyer. It was, and, I, and he knows me. This is one of my other guilty pleasures. <laughs> I am, I'm a huge fan of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Jim Valentino right. run from 1988. Even the original stuff from 1969 Marvel premiere. It was like, you know, it's, it's Astro. No, Martin 27. Charlie, tw- sorry, Charlie, Charlie 27. Charlie 27. Yondu, Starhawk, Alita. 
and then uh, Nikki, and then it's this is the original one from the 31st century, right? And, and that that was not that. Yeah, sorry, I'm just okay. Going off. <laughs> well, for, did, now going on your love of the original Guardians because yeah. uh, we just rewatched Guardians two last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have a film that kind of transcends and affects the comics, uh, does that does that bother you? Like if we see a Yondu uh, character change as much as he was from the original Guardians you to what he got, is in the you film. You have to let it go because people can use that whole argument like if you're going to look, I'm going to use uh, the Flash TV series as an example. Okay. The fact that you change Iris and Wally to be African American and then we have a black Wally West instead of the typical you know, Wally that's in the comic books. It's like, no, you just let it go. Sometimes you got to let things go. It, things change. So yeah. the fact we actually got some love for Yondu and the fact that like Guardians 2 became more of a Yondu film, where we actually got to see Michael Rooker actually portray that character even more. Now, is he, is he the same kind of Yondu? Which was, um, I mean, when you go back to the comic books, Yondu was almost more Native American kind of character. He wasn't right. you know, the typical rawhide, redneck kind of character he was in the films. But it's it's fine. And we and the people who have seen Guardians 2 have saw it. We had you know uh, Sylvester Stallone as Dakar, as Starhawk, and we had we had a, 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 a like a small thing in there of the original Guardians, and I was like. Yay, some original love. Thank you, God. Not that I don't love the new movies, but still, you know, and that's where I kind of look at, you know, the Defenders. It's like I love the TV series. I love the new comic book. But the original Defenders is, you know, was basically it was an unofficial team of Marvel's most powerful characters. Namor, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, and the Incredible Hulk. Okay. Well, then this question's for both of you guys. Okay. Uh, you've seen you've seen Guardians. Uh, which, which one? The both. second one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so. At the end, uh, spoilers for those who haven't seen the end scenes for Guardians Volume 2, when you get the original Guardians, would you love to see one film... Yes. James Gunn, that crew. I don't need... I don't need... Yeah, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Right. Here. (laughs) James, my wallet. Just take it. Give me the damn film, please. Right. (laughs) Uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yes. uh, We've got... uh, I'll even take Miley Cyrus' mainframe. I'll even take her (laughs) fucking screechy voice on the damn thing just to have that film show. Please, give me the original Guardians. Even a team-up. Show us new Guardians with old Guardians. Ravagers, Guardians. I want to see this film. Please. Okay. All right. Well... I have no out. I have no stakes in this, but um, I'll just go. I'll just follow Kyle's lead. Um, I'm a here. I like it. Guardians is that one team that I can go over again history wise and just tell you everything about. You know the fact that you know you have, you know Vance Astro who is a mutant. Who again? Again, we have two Vance Astros. We have one who decided to go back in time and give us Vance Astrovic, who was. Or sorry, it's Vance Astrovic. And the Guardians, who basically created the Vance Astro, we now have an, a new Warriors. Right. So now we have two different characters. You know, he's already screwed up the timeline. But again, you have this one character who's in a shielded adamantium suit for a thousand years in space, and you know, and then he goes to the you know, Centauri Alpha. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place now. But <laughs> for a thousand years, he's the only human he thinks alive. And when he gets out, he realizes, hey, my, my whole trip has been a joke, and he basically teams up with these other four guys who are all like kind of individuals and by themselves, and you form this kind of like. 31st century super team that are sort of like the Avengers. So and yeah. you don't realize that's what started off that gave us these two films. So do you like the current uh, Guardians title? Are you reading it? No. I okay. mean, I, I, that's the weird thing. I love the films. I love the actors who play the films. I think they're great films, but I, I've tried doing the comic books and just, I sometimes I'll pick up a story here and there, but I, the characters in the comics don't do anything for me. Um, I love Bendis' run. Uh, currently, uh, Jerry Duggan is uh, writing with Greg Smallwood, who just finished up on Moon Knight, is taking over art, Again, and I'm kind of excited about that. I tried. I just can't. I don't know what it is. Maybe 
it's not the nothing. The creative teams are doing a bad job, but yeah. just I could not get into that new Moon Knight series, even though I hear great things about it. Oh yeah, uh, th- that was fantastic. Uh, but Greg Greg's going to be on, I believe, the next issue of uh, Guardians. If you want to pick it up and okay. check it out, but I, I mean, I, I love Jerry Duggan. I mean, he's been writing Daredevil. He's been writing Uncanny Avengers. Um, he, he knows the characters. I, I really like this guy. Um, so what? What was your exposure to the characters that we see in Defenders? Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Misty, Colleen, Night Nurse. Um, well, Electra. Like I said, I've, I've I've always liked Daredevil. Yeah, I've always liked that character. Do we um, need to jump straight to the end for you <laughs> for, for how 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 Defenders ended? Not yet, because okay, so me and you have the uh, you saw it maybe a couple of days before I got to binge it, and I got your opinion on it, and I was like, all right, cool. It gave me a good. You know, I went in on a positive, and yeah. then I came out of it still very positive. The more I think about this show, I think the the more I have questions. So I, I and I want to go back and watch it again, but I don't. I don't want to watch it again and not like it. So I'm kind of kind of scared because I'm really? like, really, there's, there's that some things when- that there, there's some things that went on in there that I'm just like. The do more I, I think about it, the more I, uh, it, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Do I think there are things they could? Was it the strongest of all like the Marvel series? No, no. But I loved. It. I thought the. I thought the. I thought they did a great job of bringing them all together. Like I said, it, yeah. it's. I think there was more of that. And I, I, this almost kind of goes back between if you're if you're comparing the Avengers to the Fantastic Four, whereas the Avengers was they're friends and they're a team that come together, but they're more of a covert team. Whereas this was almost like. Four individuals who almost became family while taking on the hand in the series. And I, I love the fact that how they all came together. There was like almost this close bond. Like yeah, when, that when, was good. When you thought Matt was dead, they all felt it. Yeah. yeah. And that was the whole thing. And, you know, and, and granted, they, I know in the comic books they've had more time to develop the history between the four characters. You know, so these, there probably is a family bond between all four well, of them. Yeah. Like, like what is yeah. your history of, of, uh, Heroes for Hire, essentially um, what they uh, what, what this whole well, crew is in in the so comics. That, what, what have you read? And I've what, been reading Daredevil on and off since like eighty seven. So I remember like the first issue I got of Daredevil was an issue where he's basically uh, guest starring the Black Panther, and, right. and and that's one thing I think I'm a little bit sad about the fact that Daredevil's Netflix and then the Black Panther is cinematic because we're never going to get the, the yeah. those two in together. Right. But um, uh, I, I grew up. You know, I remember uh, first time reading a Luke Cage was a Marvel Tales reprinting a Marvel team up with Spider Man and Power Man. Mm-hmm. Iron Fist came a little bit later, and then Jessica Jones. I was I bought all of Alias, and then, then whatever the the one after that was. And so now I have a good. And then I, of course I read all of New Avengers. I have everything of New Avengers, which has had all four of them all together as as uh, Avengers teammates together. So right. it's not the first time they've been together as teammates as a team. It, you yeah. know, and I think this is a good dynamic. I think you know again it's you know. There, as in the, I think it was issue one. I think it was issue one of Defenders. You know, Iron Fist said, "Well, the Avengers are going to take care of everything that's in space. Who's going to, you know, who's going to defend the street level gang?" And yeah. that's them. Right. They're the street level. Um, growing up, uh, you, uh, you know, I talked about Daredevil, but um, Power Man has a special place in my heart. Okay. Power Man and Black Panther, because me being black and growing up in the seventies, there weren't yeah. really that many yeah. African American and. and well, uh, actually, I'll tell you, Black Panther has more of a special place in my heart because although I love Power Man, the way he was drawn and the way he was portrayed in the 70s and early 80s was very stereotypical. Looking back on it now, I'm like... What about Falcon? Never was a big fan of Falcon. Oh, no, I'm not that guy. I'm just curious. Never, he, never, was the, he was the other African-American character Yeah, he, he was, but he was, he was just Falcon. Okay. But I love Power Man. I love... 
I love the dynamic of uh, Power Man and Iron uh, no, Fist. No, that was the, right. I think the combo. Like, I think that's it was a weird combo, but it worked. And that was one of the, that, that was one of the things I did love about the show. Um, the Defender show was oh. seeing that that dynamic, how they first met, and then how that friendship kind of. It, it was kind of like in high school. You you got into a fight with somebody, and then next thing you know, your a couple weeks friends. later, y'all best friends yeah. because you you know you actually talk and work out your differences. And I love that that dynamic of the two and seeing those coming together. Well, there is, go ahead. No, no, no you're good. Uh, well, well, there's a scene. Um, there's a scene between Danny. If you and tell, Luke. if you if you take my scene, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> um, is this the um, privilege? That scene? No, no. Uh, keep going. Uh, Cage kind of comes at Danny when they first meet okay. and and expresses his opinion on on privilege and and what he sees in Danny and what he sees is privilege and what he's trying to do he could do a different way from where he sits. Right. Um, what did that scene mean to you when he when he says that to Danny? I'm kind of torn because of the whole political vibe in, in, in our world today. Yeah. And um, because I see things... We should have a whole episode on yeah. race. <laughs> we, we, we can do that. We, we can do Dev, that. You, you are one. welcome to come yeah. back for that. Because um, I try... I have a, a, a ton of white friends, so I, I try to see things like... I, I come from a different perspective because I'm still black. You know, Wait, I, I still do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, like you said, you wanted me to show you, but uh, you yeah, mean I'm um, gonna stay this color? <laughs> yeah. yeah, this shit doesn't wash off. I have a great story. I'll tell you guys off there. About. <laughs> so, um, but, but then I understood that you know, he. I thought Luke at first was kind of wrong for giving that that speech, but then at the same time, I understood where he's coming from because. He doesn't know Danny. He, you, you, when you meet somebody, you can only go off of what, what you, you know about what, them. What you know about them, what you see. Well, yeah. you read an article, and he's a billion-dollar yeah. owner of a right. company. So. Right. So, um, but at the same time, going back and thinking about that that speech, it helps in the development of Danny. Well, it, it, it help, it, matter of fact, without that speech, I don't think we get the ending shot of him on the roof. Yeah, thinking about yeah. the city yes. and what what Matt has right. said to him yeah. and what Danny said. I mean, to just him. the whole thing. But I mean, I think that that main speech is the, the core. The privileged speech is the core of well, why he's on that roof. I think my favorite moment was, and so this is this is about the bonding between the two of them. This right. is when they have Danny tied up in that one space, mm-hmm. and you have Luke there reading the you know the magazine, and he's like you know, like you no. Know, He's talking about how he heard a stick talking about Danny, how, you know, he had to punch the chest of the dragon. He goes, I bet that hurts. Like, yeah. I was like, and he goes, all right, all right, well, let's, let's talk. And he goes, mm-hmm. yeah, did it really hurt? It's like, yeah, it's, it was really painful. And he goes, well, yeah, well, let's see. I've taken a rocket launcher. I've been shot in the head with a shotgun <laughs> yeah. by Jessica. You're by Jessica. He, and he goes, by our Jessica? Yep. <laughs> yep. Goes, Trust me, I'd rather me, I'd rather take on Jessica, I'd rather uh, take on a dragon than never take on Jessica Jones again. And you just see, you see there was that bonding moment. I love right. those yeah. moments. Yeah, that was, I think that's, that's probably probably my solidified favorite. that this is Power Man and Iron Fist, at least hopefully eventually in the ne- uh, Netflix I think that series. was my favorite uh, interaction. Yeah. That portion was the fa- my favorite interaction because we've all had that conversation where we were, Okay, we're not getting along, you know, but you're trying to give it a shot. And then, so he, he, he makes a wisecrack, which you, he can see kind of hurts him, but then he comes back. So, so, uh, a molten heart, huh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and, and, and that just kind of, and then you, it, well, you, you got to think too where he's coming from. So, right. so Luke is, you know, 
unbreakable. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's shown Jessica just by putting a, a saw to his side. Right. And now he runs into this guy who just keeps claiming, I'm from this uh, land called right. Kunlun that you've never heard of, right. and I am the immortal Iron <laughs> no, no, Fist. No, that's my favorite. I'm the immortal Iron Fist. What? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and so I think all these people who have these superpowers are like, oh, who's this guy? This I guy's think, crazy. I think that was actually one of the better written story lines is because Luke in that instance is and that was one of the big problems I have with the Iron Fist series is that you know I wanted Iron Fist to be this badass but what so, we got was so this was that's this my biggest who, problem with the yeah, series and, I want to dig and, into this and what we got was this whiny little bitch yeah, that keeps talking about something that nobody well, in the real world it's not even gives whiny a little bitch about. in the comic books and granted this may be just because it's an early Iron Fist but in the comic books Iron Fist is probably the deadliest mar- outside of maybe Shang-Chi, right. the deadliest martial arts and fighter we have in the Marvel Universe. Right. This is a guy who could probably take out Batman, and he's getting his ass handed to him by Elektra. Right. Yeah, I, that, that was the big problem with me is uh, Daredevil set the bar really high. Oh, God, yeah, that right. season one had so many incredible fights, and then you go into season two, and then you get Iron Fist, so Iron Fist has to outdo that. I think by starting him off really kind of bad, so yeah, kind, okay. of, kind of has him evolve. Right. And I think by going into the Defenders, having him fight Luke, having him fight Daredevil, shows that he, he's gotten better than yeah, he was in the first better. season. And <laughs> this is just from like Adrian and I talking on Instant Messenger. We mm-hmm. know that the actor uh, was only learning the fight sequences for Iron Fist 15 minutes before they actually filmed. Right. Okay. And now he's training six weeks before they start shooting. Right. Okay, so I so I need to get a little speculation on this because I'm, I'm a little bit out of this conversation. Um because I've heard all you guys bitch about Iron Fist and how bad the series was. I mean, just no, no. I, I, I like the series. I enjoyed the series. But, I, I, I wasn't but, a fan. But, I was, I, but the, as portraying him as this fighter, he's supposed to be a lot better than he was portrayed right. in and the I, series. That was my huge problem yeah. with that. Yeah, he was not very good. Uh, and then no, the, the other, this is not no knock against the actor. I have no problem against the guy who. Oh played. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's. Was, I think he's a great fit. Well, yeah. well, I think he's a good fit. Num- the problem I have was number one, he didn't train it. Well, they didn't even have time it, it, to train. He didn't, didn't have time to train. So yeah. you 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 have Iron Fist going up against uh, a show like Into the Into the Badlands. Yeah, we've had this yeah. right. You know, and so, um, but then he's written to not be that very good of a fighter. Okay, I so, mean, he's getting his ass handed to him left and right. So my question and the speculation is because we're 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 about in the last five minutes of the show here. Mm-hmm. Um, will we see just a? Uh, Team up series of Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Eventually, I hope so. Eventually, to just basically consolidate those two series and get them running into one. Well, and getting getting them into run in one team. I don't actually. Know. I have a, I have a question that was going to take part of that by saying, would you rather have a daughter Daughters of the Dragon series with Misty, Colleen, and uh, Night Nurse, no, or have, just a half heroes, heroes for no, no, half heroes for hire, and then have as a secondary background story have it form the Daughters of the Dragon because that was the thing is they were always a second storyline in Heroes for Hire comic books. So why can't you have it in the TV series? Well, uh, I, I think you have a stronger Daughters of the Dragon team than you have a Heroes for Hire right now. But I think I, I think what happens is you because we already have the Iron Fist and Power Man. Do Heroes for Hire have build the relationship of Misty and, and uh, Colleen, and then do a Daughters of the Dragon maybe spinoff? Yeah. I think that's how you go. Oh, I think more spinoff. Come on, do we need it? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darts of the Dragon. I, I, yes. I, I think. I think Marvel's going to get to a place where they need to be outside of continuity and the timeline. And I think when they spin off these shows, these these shows need to stand well, alone and not be involved not in. I think I read somewhere that the, this all was supposed to take place during Phase Two. 
Like, yeah. I think, like, not phase three, like, you know, after Avengers Ultra. I think this all right. takes place before Ultra. Yeah, see, so, we're right. running into continuity errors yeah. that, you know, fanboys love, but I would rather get a great uh, couple of seasons of Daughters of the Dragon well, than Heroes for Hire. I think that's one of the reasons why you stop seeing so many Easter eggs. Yeah. Like, the first, like. The uh, amount of ones in Defenders was not that much. Well, well, I mean, if you look back on the last three or four episodes, or three or four series, um, there has been, much, ever since uh, Defender, or Jessica Jones, really. You haven't seen many Easter eggs. No. They haven't talked about anything that's going on in MCU. They've kind of gotten away. I think a lot of that has well, to do no, with... Well, no, just with, call it the incident. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I think a lot of that has to do with um, the whole Perlmutter-Foggy uh, split. Okay. Uh, we just got a little bit of time left on the show. Mm-hmm. I want to... Uh, what do you guys want to see in Season 2 of Defenders? Uh, just more of a national formulated family team. I mean, right, I mean, this was the, hey, we're getting to know each other and kind of learn what we can do. I want to see an, an event where basically these all they all know how to work together and become more of a cohesive fighting team, I think. Okay. I think, I think we're going to get that. What, what I think is going to happen is, is we're going to start seeing a lot more intermingling in the, mm-hmm. in the solo series. Right. Like we do in the, the Marvel movies now where we see, you know, Iron crossovers. Man. Yeah, crossovers. Well, it's like Avengers. Avengers, yeah. they, they got to know each other. Avengers 2 was, yeah. hey, they knew how to, like, they knew how to work off each other. I mean, because so. the, the problem you come up against is uh, when doing the solo series, you really don't talk about, see it much in the comics, but now in the movies and the TV shows, it's like, well, isn't Luke Cage right down the street? Why are you taking this on by yourself? <laughs> you know, and you start and you start getting that, and so you start seeing a lot more intermingling. I think when we come back to the Defender yeah. series, we're gonna have a more cohesive team. Yeah. Um, I do not want the same team in Defenders. Uh, mm-hmm. Second season, I want them to spin off into Heroes for Hire, Daughters of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my lineup. I my wish list of Defenders season two: mm-hmm. Moon Knight, Shang Chi, Paladin, Hellcat, Spider Woman, and Howard the Duck. I want us to go down to Florida and to the nexus of all reality, and I want that to be the storyline of so Defender in 2025. Two. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but that's my wish list. So that that's what I'd love to see. I'd we're love- not going to see Howard because I think that's going to be a movie. I decide. I think if we get Howard, it's going to be in the. And somehow we're going to have it. Probably as a, like, like Hulk was in Thor Ragnarok. I think we're going to have Howard in one of the future Marvel films as a side character. But he works better as a street guy. I know, I know. I, I, think, I think you go street level and you take it as cinematic as you can. You go to the nexus of all reality. You bring in Man-Thing and you kind of explore different realities uh, on Earth. That could be cool. I think, it, I think that'd be cool for <clears throat> comic book fans. I don't know if that's going to be cool for a broader audience if they want. Yeah, if we, uh, and, uh, if we start getting in too deep, then and, and we may lose I know people. We, I know we're running up against time, but that's one of the two problems I had with the show was, number one, we kind of just dropped the whole Hellcat thing. Yeah. like. But we're going to get Jessica Jones, too. I think we'll get yeah. more development there. Yeah, but I, I think mean, we'll see Hellcat at some point. And so. then there was no mention of Mark Spector. I was hoping for an Easter egg of Mark Spector. All right, guys, that uh, was our first show. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed Next Issue. I want to make uh, the special dedication, and I just got through watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I love Rocket, and I love Bill Mantlo. Uh, he did a lot of the comics that we read uh, getting here. If you read his story, you'll find out he's had some health issues, but Marvel has kind of taken care of him. He's, re- he's written so many books that we loved growing up. Uh, I just wanted to dedicate this episode to him. Um, and it, you guys have any comments about Bill? I, no, I, I know mm-hmm. you know, like Cloak and Dagger and some yeah, of the other stuff yeah. he's written and everything. But uh, as I was putting some of this together, uh, just got kind of sentimental about the things I read growing up and reading about uh, where Bill is today. Right. Uh, good luck and good health to you. All right. Uh, where can we find you guys on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adrian underscore Harry. 
You can find me on most uh, so- social network as Kylepedia. It's at Kylepedia. I am on uh, the Twitters as Clay underscore Harrison. You can also find me at the Dallas Comic Book Club dot com. Uh, you can find the podcast at Next Issue Podcast on Facebook and Next Next Issue Pod on Twitter. Uh, for Kyle, for Adrian, that's next issue. Uh, hope we see you in the second episode. If you want to know what we're talking about next week, you got to pick up the next issue. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have wrap up music? This is DallasOnAir.com.